out of Austin, Texas. You're listening to the Unsanctioned Citizen Podcast. Here's your host, Sheila Dean. Hey, it's noon. On a Tuesday. We have an unexpected treat today. Um, I wasn't able to get a static interview off app with Sick for Truth, and he said that he was he's trying to come into the app right now and join us. He's just getting the technical um, technical bits down. But Six for Truth is an editor at Truth Talk UK, and we're super excited about Sick because there's an affinity there. There's an affinity group. So Sick for Truth uh, writes for um, Truth Talk UK. Uh, his his link is in the unsanctioned box up here. So I've got one plus others. T is with us. Hello, welcome, T. So I'm trying to get this to happen. Um, let's see if we can queue up Mr. Mr. Indy. Uh, so I'll just play some music for just a minute while we get more of what's going on. I'm going to run the HRSA PSA that I did. And I think I have to redo it because it's hrsa.gov. Just letting you know. Hello, everyone. This is Sheila, host of the Unsanctioned Citizen and That AI Show. I wanted to share a little bit about the National Vaccine Injury Compensation Program as part of the HRSA. If you or someone you know is suffering from the lasting effects of an illness or disability symptoms after taking a vaccine, please contact the Health Resources and Services Administration to learn more about the resources available to you that could help you and many others. For claims associated with the COVID-19 vaccine or other COVID-19 related countermeasures, please file your request for benefits with the Countermeasures Injury Compensation Program. Please visit injurycompensation.hrsa.gov to learn more and tell a friend. Okay, we are back. So he says he's he's in an app. He's just trying to find us. So there we go. Stick for truth. <coughs> Boom. How are you doing? Hi, <laughs> welcome. We, welcome. We've yeah, done thanks. it. Yeah, fine. I think we've cracked it. <laughs> welcome to the Unsanctioned Citizen Podcast. So we're, uh, we're really blessed to have you on the show. So tell us a little bit about Truth Talk, how the publication evolved, how you came to be involved with Truth Talk, and... A little bit, a little bit about your personal production there. Um, yeah, it's um, it's been an interesting journey, I, I, I think. Um, so, I mean, like, it was April of 2020. I um, I created an account with Twitter, um, and it was just to just to sort of thought, you know sort of keep on track of the news and stuff. I mean, I wasn't on social media um, before that date. Um, so it was, you know, I think. What, well, I've why got, did you avoid social media? Well, because I, I just didn't have anything to contribute, and I didn't feel that I would, you know, um, you know, have anything to say, and 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 
I don't think anyone would be interested in what I had to say. <laughs> so, so this is your first endeavor. You you wanted to say something meaningful. So when you had um, something to say, you went, you, you did this. Well, yeah, I mean, social media account. Well, yeah, I mean, I joined as Seek for Truth um, on April 2020. And that was when we were in the middle of like, well, that's when lockdown started all over the world and UK and everything. So people pretty much didn't have much to do apart from just, you know, stay at home and uh, watch the news and stuff. So I, I wanted to sort of just go on to, um, social media to find out what was going on, um, you know, follow news. And then that sort of led me down different avenues of like, you know, following different people, seeing what they've had to say, um, keeping up to date with the cases and then the number of deaths and that all the, all the, you know, all the sort of boring stuff. But then I started looking at, um, like the digital, um, agenda. So I started doing a lot of research in the summer, uh, sort of July, August, 2020, looking at, um, you know, sort of what really makes people ill, um, a lot about health, um, you know, um, vaccines. And then I started, you know, un uncovering the digital agenda. There was lots of stuff going on in terms of um, um, the so-called vaccine passports, which so I actually picked this story up um, in April 2020. That, that's when the Rockefeller Foundation produced a test st strategic test plan uh, for COVID, um, they released this in 2020, and it basically said that you know everyone would need a unique identity or you know you need a identifier to um, to to um, you know ha to record their vaccine status and and if they've taken them. And that was before okay. that was okay, that was so like you know twelve. That's what that's what got you really in the game. That's what got me in the it, game. It uh, did. When they, it did. they elicited a national identity quorum uh, with Real ID, which would have put us in a checkpoint state. You would yeah. have been in a health checkpoint state, but go ahead. Yeah, uh, exactly. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about sort of September 2020 now, uh, after I've done a bit more, bit more research and sort of scoured the, the internet um, looking for anything to do with vaccine passports, health passports, um, immunity passports, you know, uh, COVID certification, that sort of stuff. And that, you know, and we started, and, and I would do regular searches on Twitter. I would look for these things and find out if, the, if there's anyone else talking about it or whatever. And no one was talking about it. No one was talking about the plan of getting, of, of how the governments were going to get people out of lockdown. But then it, it, you know, it, it, but I was hitting all this information and I put this thread together. It's my first super thread on um, on Twitter, August 2020. Uh, and it basically broke down everything, you know, from um, these health passports, where, where they're coming from, what's happening in China. They've got their health code. That system is coming to the West. And, and it kind of blew up. And that's what made my name. And I went from like, I don't know, 200 followers to about 5,000. Um, and then there was a, um, a an, an author, a writer, uh, a journalist called Neil Clark. He picked up on some of my information from the thread. And he wrote, wrote an article for RT News, basically saying, you know, the future is um, uh, this, you know, dystopic um, health passports will get you freedom or something like this yeah so he basically took the information put it out there and that woke a lot of people up and then we kind of 
then we kind of like second guessed. Well, we we were ahead of the game before the government was even going to talk about vaccine passports or or COVID apps or you know anything like this. So we were already ahead of the game, and they were denying it. And you know we, we were asking MPs. There was a lot lots of stuff going on in the media, and they were backing down, and we were like pushing them, you know, to say, look, you, you, what's the plan? And yeah, that's what got me onto. That's what got me onto to the, that tra- trajectory. But then when you start peeling the layers back, yeah, you get into digital identities, you get into, you know, surveillance systems, um, social mm-hmm. credit systems. Um, and now we're talking about it's kind of moved on a lot over the past uh, two years. It's, it's now morphed into oh, f- digital identity wallets, um, central bank digital currencies, yes, uh, which can be programmable. Um, and now we're... Right now, where we are, we're um, we're looking at climate lockdowns um, in the ne- coming soon, in the next few years. Well, which is all unacceptable because that's an intervention against our legal rights, and we don't have we don't have a climate interventionist agreement with our government. That's not that's not part of the agreement. We have a sovereign relationship. In, in in many ways, a consensual relationship with a uh, uh, run by South power, soft power with their government. You know, China and some of these top down global regimes, they run on hard power, authoritarian power. And yep. that's what people are, are being, un, you know, washed into They're you know, and they're banal washed. I, I came up with this term banal washing. Because that's what they do with these broad-reaching frameworks. They just presuppose, you know, oh, this is a light treatment. Don't worry about it. Go back to sleep. Um, you know, this is we're just gonna do a little little t- tweaking with the with the banking system, and we're just gonna add a little bit more identity quorum over here, and we're gonna dress the the finances over here, and you know, don't worry about it. We're just gonna take a little bit of data over here, and. And move it around into China and make a bunch of money, and you know it, it's it's nothing. It's nothing. You won't feel it at all. It's just a little, it's mm. just a little brick. And the, and the, then you know, then they get grabby. They're like, "We owe you now. We owe you now." And that that's just not so. None of this is legal. None of this is above board. Mm. None of this is 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 uh, in the charter of our governments. Not yours and not mine. Um, no. But the G20 went ahead and signed us up all, all up for the the climate agreements and the World Economic Forum morass and and yep. uh, the Great Reset in entirety without going through our conventional governments. Biden signed us up for the G20 Bali Agreement, okay, without going through our Congress, which is no, no, we're not going to do this. You know, we're not going to concede to these uh, global arrangements because you didn't go through the American people. You just signed us all up for it. Like it's a top down executive order. You know, you're just going to do this now. And I think most of it's illegal, <laughs> uh, to be honest. You can't just, you know, layer on these these uh, policies uh, because they're they're autocrated from 20 people. Essentially. And, and actually, if you really want to think about it, it's probably four, four people at the top uh, of this of this uh, giant, I guess, pyramid scheme. <laughs> so um, we have a couple of callers in queue. Did you want to take some calls? India, are you still with us? Hello? 
Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I was just checking if the, if I can actually put my headphones in, but it seems to be not the the case. Um, yeah, well, we can take callers, no problem. Um, yeah, I think North is a good one because he's he's hailing from Canada, and Canada has had vaccine passports, vaccine mandates, yep. and they had the uh, problem with the trucker convoy where there was overt sanctions in their country. Yep. So I do I do want to have some. Uh, you know, some back and forth with him about that. Go ahead, North. Come on up to the mic. North, you can unmute your mic now. Okay. So we'll just wait for him to to come online. Um, so I had more questions for you about digital identity. We had immediate affinity through some of the um, digital ID cues and things like that. I have experience writing a lot about digital ID and being a, a strong activist on national identity programs, digital ID programs, because they are so far reaching and they want so much from me. I tried to apply for a job at PayPal this morning um, mm. for responsible AI and, and privacy partner at PayPal, but I couldn't. I couldn't finish the application because they wanted, they wanted a passport ID. They wanted a deep dive into my health records. They wanted, um, what else did they, and this was, they wanted to know my religious status for Malaysia, for Malaysia, to put forward to Malaysia. So it's a global group encompassing um, global finance. And the way that they're grabbing data is on par with global finance. So it it, yep. is, it feels really totalitarian. People don't think like, <coughs> excuse me, this is just a due course of business. This is due course of business. You just give us all your information if you want to, to apply for the job. Not if you get the job, not if you get an interview, just, you know, in the due course of business if you want this job. And of course, only four people that I can see have, have actually applied for this job on LinkedIn. Only wow. four. And I think it's because the demand for that level of data is really strident, but it's not unusual for the financial sector these days. I did want to also mention that Sam Sam Bankman Freed, if I could get it all out in one shot, that man has been arrested in the Bahamas for uh, wire fraud. That's what they got him on. Wire fraud for FTX. <clears throat> that that's what he got sent up for just just so you know that was the ham sandwich <laughs> in america we have this the saying the legal saying is that you can indict a ham sandwich but you got to indict yeah. him for something and and the something they indicted him for was wire fraud <laughs> yeah so i think uh, sort of going back to the the digital identities now um so the vaccine passports were quite key in that they they actually accelerated the whole digital id plan um a number of years you know maybe five to seven years they've accelerated everything so um so these are credentials that you hold uh with an app on your phone which um, oh my which, god so it's integrated so, completely with your phone yes so you know you can hold your your because where they want to get to is basically your health health credentials that's where it started with vaccine passports and that was a prototype to try and get these networks and these applications set up um and then you've got other credentials which you can add um you know going 
further down. So, um, you, you know, you, you, I think the e, the European wallet, um, I was doing some reading on that uh, yesterday. That's going to be launching um, probably next year now. And that has a whole raft of credentials, like verifiable credentials about you so you know you can you can have your passport in there your boarding pass your your you know your, your keys to maybe get into work or your diplomas and your university certificates you can apply for, for even banking banking is going to be you know a core yeah, part of it's, these it's uh, completely integrated let me run this uh, un digital id because this is this is the model it's the un digital id and i made sure i keep running this because it's so astonishing this is the design. Um, this is the promo that the UN Digital ID has for their own workers, but this is the design. This is the prototype. Digital transformation is changing the way we manage our data, our information, our interactions, and our identities online. The United Nations is ready to digitally transform how it deals with identity, with a system to streamline information sharing, daily workflows, access to platforms and buildings, operating across agencies by providing its personnel with a universal system-wide identity solution. Introducing the UN Digital ID, a unique and digital identity for UN personnel from the day you join to the day you part. All of your personal, HR, medical, travel, security, payroll and pension data in the palm of your hand, giving you full control on what you share and with whom. With blockchain and biometrics, the UN Digital ID makes verification efficient secure, transparent, immutable, portable, and universal. It's been piloted by different agencies and the UN Pension Fund, where they've replaced current manual processes with certainty for who and where pension recipients say they are at any given time. Imagine a regional field office has just joined the UN. She uses the mobile app to obtain a digital wallet, stored securely in her smartphone and only accessible to her with biometrics. Even better than a physical wallet, she can store all her credentials issued by any UN organization in her digital wallet. She has immediate access to course certificates, travel clearances from UNDSS, medical records from allergies to vaccinations, also making any transfer to another organization a breeze. As innovation transforms the world, we can improve the way we manage our identities online. UN Digital IDs, a building block for digital cooperation, unlocking the promise of the SDGs. SDGs. That's a sustainable um, directive. Development. Development. Sustainable, sustainable development goals. That's right. Governance. Yeah. So sustainable development goals. And that's where this whole United Nations Agenda 2030. So they've got maybe eight years, seven years now to try and get to a point and they they keep saying COVID got in the way of things, and that's why they need to push now. So a, a big part of this great reset is the fourth industrial revolution, and that is to get us to a point in 2030 where a lot of these technologies are already in place, like the mobile payments, these uh, the immutable um, records of digital identity, um, and then the whole climate thing as well. So they they are they they are moving uh, like lightning at the moment they are trying to implement all these um uh, policies at, coming from the un level but it's all filtering through via the g7 g20 um you know, obviously the bank of international settlements imf um so you've got financial policies but you've also got the world economic forum as well which is going to be meeting again in 
around about 30 days time um, mm. next month in uh, Davos. So expect more uh, Klaus Schwab um, speeches and, uh, you know, heads of. Do you think that there there will be global protests in Davos over this no. business? No, they're not allowed to protest in Davos. It, it's completely locked down. When when Davos is on, there's a there's military police, there's Swiss police, there's you know helicopters, there's everything. You can't get in there. Not so how do you register? Dis- I'm just wondering. Like it's not like they like to register dissent. This is the other thing that I've noticed about these um, UN totalitarians, because there's a segment of the UN that's very humanistic, very human rights oriented, and then there's a set the other segment of the UN that is completely hard power. Like they have zero margin for dissent. They don't want you to show up to their public private meetings. I just had a show yesterday with Jed Darland and, um, and he was on there with a guy who's been working with keep Texas red. And he's, he's, he's been involved with this since the nineties talking about the council of foreign relations and ECLE, which is the ICLEI, which yeah. is the environmental, uh, arm of this and they are very like strong arm they don't want any uh local input or intervention although they publish the the they're required legally to to publish uh that you come to their events as a public input but if you ever actually showed up they would escort you out in a very aggressive way especially if you Mm. had dissent Okay. And there's just proof of this all over the place. If you, and, and they're marbled in with other continuity of government, which is something I reported on years ago. It was, you know, (coughs) high in the mind of the people at the time, because there was a lot of uh, overuse and over invocation, dangerous invocation of the emergency response, uh, emergency declarations. Okay, because th- most of the stuff that they're going to enact is through emergency declarations, climate emergency yeah. declarations through storms and disasters and things like that. And they're going to just want to keep it going. So this is through emergency diktat and they want a global emergency diktat at all times so that they can continue to run things and manage things as a surf state. Uh, because that's how Hosni Mubarak in D- Egypt did it. He hung into power for at least 30 years. Got him 30 years of credit for having an emergency that just never ended. So that's how these these dictators go. So we had two years of COVID, you know, emergency fiat, you know, where we had arbitrary rules that were dropped down on us by Sir Anthony Fauci. And then we had a a group of people that basically insurged against the, the architecture, normal architecture of our government. Because it was an emergency status. So Donald Trump, yeah. I don't think could have, I mean, there is an argument. There's a hidden argument. It's not being talked about in public, but Donald Trump had emergency powers and then until he didn't. When, when he invoked emergency powers from the federal standpoint, he lost stature because a new brick or new uh, cavalry came in, in on top of his government and which is continuity of government to run it. Yeah. Okay. But there needs to be ultimate reform in that area. And I asked, I asked and begged and begged my leadership, please just revoke the emergency declaration. 
all you have to do is revoke the, the emergency declaration and they didn't do it. And then we got two years of, you know, arbitrary mass mandates and lockdowns and let's stick you with this experimental medicine and, and on and on and on. And we had, and we had these little dictators that were all over the place in the United States. This is what people didn't see. They saw the nobility of Ron DeSantis because that's what we want the world to see. Of course, of course. But, um, but in places like Washington State, they had vaccine passports and they were fighting with Justin Trudeau to make it even more draconian because they were on the Canadian border. Another, another example is Michigan. Michigan shared a border with, with Canada and they were sucking up to, to Justin Trudeau to make sure that the trade would continue. So in my, in my estimation, I think that one of the most fortuitous, fortuitous things for the Americas in reality, was that trucker convoy to say, most of us have been vaccinated, you know, please don't make this requirement so that we can can continue to do trade for the people who cannot take this medicine because they know they will become injured. It is, it, it was, it's like non-negotiable. They don't accept the fact that this will kill you and they don't care because we have hospital administrators who are turning away organ doning donor patients over this okay and so it makes perfect sense to me that they want to you know integrate this into a digital wallet we have people out at salesforce and these vendors who are i mean salivating absolutely foaming at the mouth for these digital contracts and i have never seen such a fascistic nature like come to the top like just rise completely out to to be frothing, foaming, and dripping all over the place, messily, uh, so so that so that everyone can see it from these tech companies. These tech companies were absolute facilitators for this. Did not care. So now that the Twitter files are out, and we're beginning to see that there was some serious, you know, interventionist like, like usurpations within our government to try to get. Um, you know, non-legal things having these, these, uh, this countenance of corruption, this facility of corruption that was happening here in the United States. And, it, you know, of course, mm. this comes from other governments, too. Go- other governments are trying to autocrate, autocrate towards Twitter and, and limit their speech. But also Twitter was one of these vehicles that tried to integrate identity articles. That's what came out in the wash is that these blue checks from, you know, I don't know, the Saudi government and other places in the world, you know, well, how the hell did they get their blue checks? I'm sure that they were, they were given all kinds of, you know, constraints and said, okay, well, I'll get you in the door if you give me, you know, 6,000 cash and I'll just, I'll stick this in my pocket and I'll make you a blue check because I I work at Twitter and I have admin skills. Hmm. So that's how people got in and got an influence. And then you, you also discover that there was a, someone from the Chinese spying agency sitting at a desk at Twitter. And then there was another one from India's spying agency also sitting at a desk at Twitter. Yeah. And so this is kind of like, this is kind of like a, 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 a cross section of what our, our tech sector actually looks like. This is what they're doing. If they're behaving the way that Twitter behaved, then that's yeah. what you're doing. Go well, ahead. if you uh, just about a year ago, um, I mean, Robert Malone's just come back on, but it would have been a, 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 
exactly a year when he was banned. Um, Robert Malone as well. Yeah, Robert Malone. So they were both banned off Twitter. Um, and before that, you know, there was um, there was massive big, you know, Jay Bachataria. There was uh, there was there's so many doctors who got censored over the past couple of years, and and I believe this this whole thing just dragged on for too long. Uh, the Canadian truckers were protesting. It was at the start of this year, would you believe? So, you yeah, know, it, it, this thing had gone on for too long. People had already got their vaccines. People who didn't want to get them made, had, had already made their minds up. But there was also on the on the trucker protests, there was there were um, a big contingent of Sikh um, um, individuals, um, and I followed that um, along with uh, Christine Anderson, MEP. She followed the truckers, so we were all supporting them, and we were trying to replicate that in in the EU as well. You know, so that was going to be a blueprint for um, some of the EU countries to get you know to 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 get out of uh, semi lockdowns and 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 mandates and restrictions. So, did you and visit stuff. any of the the neighboring countries? If it how did it how did the vaccine passport land on you specifically because i've seen i follow a woman from poland who's been dealing yeah. with it and then the french just went blah blah blah, blah. they went ape they were out in the yeah. streets and the army conveniently just kind of went blah, blah, blah. we don't know but i saw it i saw it there's a lot well, of in there was a big pushback so the trucker pushback was big there were protests going on in europe everywhere in germany france um, the Netherlands, um, so that and, and so that sort of you know um, spurred a lot of freedom fighters on to you know to try, you know some of the MEPs, European MEPs, were firmly against the idea of the Green Pass, um, and um, oh, it's the yeah, Green there was Pass. So they they yeah, went straight for the Green. They didn't even say it was went, a vaccine passport so specifically. They went straight for the, the long haul. Yeah, so the same the same Israel Green Pass uh, title was, uh, and obviously Israel was quite heavily um, Green Pass, and obviously China. So these, uh, you needed one to get into everything. I think there was was it Bulgaria. There was, you know, you needed one to sh- to go into a supermarket, um, you know, and and pubs and hotels and pretty much every place you wanted to visit in in the uk we weren't as bad but in the uk we must have had about three to four big protests i'm talking about a million people in april 2021 got in the streets of london to protest uh, it was phenomenal it was ma- the numbers of people um against the passports against the, against the restrictions um so what was that like i certainly couldn't have been there were you there no, no, I was covering it for Truth Talk. So I was basically, you know, I was on social media. I spent the whole day on social media trying and news, uh, writing articles and covering the story. Okay, so you were on uh, deck receiving information and, and processing it, processing the, yeah. the, the progress, the, egress remotely. Yeah. I've done that. I've done that myself. Yeah, um, so these things were going off like, you know, maybe on once a month we had a really big one and, you know, and that would kind of sort of well, went on for really a long What's a really big one? Time. What's the numbers of a really big one? Hundreds of thousands of people, like 200, 300,000 people. Yeah, that's, um, that's really tiny, Greg. You know, the the protests in Europe were tiny. Tiny isn't 150,000 people? Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. 
I mean, we we started to get some momentum, you know, and uh, I think uh, a lot of these MPs or people in powers. I mean, these are just these MPs, and uh, they can't they don't really have any power, especially in an emergency. Like you said, you know, it's like Donald Trump. He was just, you know, because you're under a type of medical martial law, you know, your civil liberties will go out the window and all this sort of stuff. Um, So he's not he wasn't ever in charge. uh, I, 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 you know, and it's what um, Clash Schwab has said. You know, we've we've got our people infiltrated or penetrated. Uh, and, and let's talk about Rishi uh, Sunak. Oh yeah, so you got Sunak. Yes, you've got you know, the magic transition from trust to Sunak without a single vote of the people. Did you, know Did you see that? Yeah, I mean, it, things started going a little bit wrong for Boris Johnson because there was a lot of heat on him, especially over the whole COVID, uh, the way the COVID was, um, you know, um, you know how ha- 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 that whole story unfolded. So I think he lost a lot of public support, but then he also lost his cabinet. So there were resignations. Um, it was it was found out that he was attending parties during lockdowns and. Yeah, so there's lots of smear, a big smear campaign to to get rid of him, um, and mm. so he, so then he then stepped down, um, and then there was a leadership contest. Um, I mean, he did say towards the end of his speech, his leaving speech, is that you know, um, this is not the end of me. You know, I, I, I may make a return. I'll be uh, back. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be back, you know, his, you know, his hasta la vista uh, quotes, <laughs> um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And yeah, so, yeah, I mean, he, he's a, lo- he's a, he's a, he's a lovable, uh, you know, guy. He's, you know, he's likable. He had, he got, he got a massive majority in the 2019 elect- general election. And then we had COVID. So he steered the country through COVID and he got Brexit done as well. So, you know, he, he, he you know, he, he's an outspoken. He was formerly the mayor of London back in 2012. Um, and, and beyond, and, and a lot earlier than that as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, trust, there was a leadership contest, um, um, uh, trust got in, she was voted by her, you know, um, party, um, majority voted for all the MPs voted for her. And then the, the conservative, um, you know, the group, I mean, it must be about 13, 14,000 people in that conservative, um, uh, party, uh, you know, members across the UK sort of voted mm-hmm. as well. And okay. so yeah, she lasted, she lasted 44 days. Um, she, she really didn't do anything. She, she was not charismatic. She was just boring. Um, kind of like an, another Theresa May, but worse. Um, and Theresa May was our. Uh, yeah, MP. but you don't get fired Four for being bombs. boring in, yeah. in the UK. Do you get fired for being boring? And like, what, what did they expect her to do? Go out in the, in the street and dance among fireworks? Like, what did they yeah. want? Because it's this whole COVID position. Yeah, the, the, because she, she um, you know, sort of rejigged her whole cabinet and, and some, of the, some of the policy decisions, especially around the budget and, you know, the economic outlook. Um, and, and so you've yeah, got she, Rishi Sunak, who was just installed like world economic software malware. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so then Rishi, then Rishi obviously was brought in very, very quickly after her. And I, yeah. I always... I said it in June, July of this year. I said, look, you know, Boris is going to go. 
their their man would be Rishi Sunak because he's the net zero man. He's the the economic because uh, he was formerly a chancellor, um, you know, ch- chancellor of the Exchequer. So he's in charge of all our, um, you know, sort of budgets and, and and monetary policy. So you know, for the World Economic Forum, he's 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 the main guy because you know he's got the climate agenda behind him. Um, he's got the the central bank digital currency, the economic agenda behind him. So that's a good well, match. See, did, didn't he um, his family post. engineer Infosys? Um, the... Yeah. So he, his his, his wife his wife's father is the uh, head, well one of the head guys at um, Infosys, probably the, the president at Infosys. So yeah, the, the family's very wealthy on on on, on his wife's side. And obviously, I've, um, I work in the IT industry. I, I know of Infosys. I've worked with Infosys and their guys in India, in Bangalore, uh, Hyderabad. Uh, it's a it's a consultant. It's an IT um, consultancy worldwide. Um, but yeah, they were they've helped develop digital IT systems for countries. Um, I mean, so have, so have other companies as well. But it's it's not just Infosys. But yeah, you got Rishi Sunak, um, and then yeah, he's, I think there was an, an announcement a couple of days ago that they're um, they're going to uh, have a consultation for the central bank digital currencies now. So they're going to try and move right. them. Uh, bank of England has made several statements over the past couple of weeks, uh, so that's all moving forward. So I mean, the agenda moves forward. It doesn't matter who's in place. So, what is your objective with Truth Talk? So the. Okay, so just go back to, um, so, so yeah, so I started writing on Twitter, like, I, you know, sort of my, my profile was sort of trending and some of the things I was saying were, were getting you know, a lot of likes, a lot of boosts and, you know, retweets and stuff. And so I came across this guy called Toby Brown, um, who was following me for a number of uh, months. And so about April, May 2021, um he asked me if you if he, he he just set up a new website and he he said to me so I was like, you know why don't you take your information that you you're putting out and why don't you you know um, write up some detailed information you know articles make convert convert your content to articles so i started doing that i started writing for him and so i had access to truth talk the admin side so i mean over the past sort of year and a half all i've been doing is just writing the odd article here and there uh whenever whenever i feel like something's going you know going to go down or something has gone down and you know it's worth covering now i I mean i'm not a i'm not a writer um uh an author or or anything like that i work in it i'm sort of you know i work in data and, and 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 analytics but i like to i like to write on 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 what might be the plan so kind of linking up all the all the different things that are going on so in terms of the great reset the 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 um the world economic forum how they're influencing things how these big lobbying companies are are influencing our governments and and local governments now so it's all, all about the tech agenda the the fourth industrial revolution all these different transhumanism so i mean it's it's all linked i mean you've got so many different subject areas that you're trying to piece together an article um we'll make it interesting for people and making it making it informative you know so you bang 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 fact 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 so just putting the facts out and so that was the whole idea about truth talk is to it was to be 
um, not, not like the mainstream media, but just try and put the information out there, whether it's it's nicely worded or not. You know, it was just to try to get a handle or, you know, give people a different perspective, give, you know, give them an interesting perspective, a truthful perspective of what is currently going on and to, you know, to to put the information out there, get people informed, they can make their own minds up on that information. You know, they can, information is power, you know, knowledge is power. So as long as we, you know, we've got a, we've now, you know, we've, we've got a whole like, um, you know, it's, it's an information war at the end of the end of the day, isn't it? It's, it's about perceptions. Yeah. It's about, if you don't have the right tools, if you don't have the right information and you're programmed and on the mainstream and, you know, I mean, we try not to do like you know to go down too far down the down the rabbit hole um you know we're trying to keep it you know balanced um and 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 not spread disinformation or misinformation or conspiracy theories everything has yeah. to be fact let's talk about let's talk about the the principle of disinformation because that's become very weaponized the the rhetoric around disinformation has become very very arbitrary and it's been run by the government. Like, we decide what disinformation is. We have uh, a de facto disinformation agency through CISA at DHS. They've been exposed. Uh, and even though the U.S. government has gotten immense, immense blowback from the public about the Ministry of Information, is what we called it, um, over the summer. And they got rid of Nina Jankowitz. But then they had redundant programs, and this is what DHS has done throughout its history, and most certainly it's done this through um, the Obama administration. So when I say manufacture redundant programs for mass surveillance, for things that the American people overtly, they do not want, they raise objections and dissent to it and then they multiply their they they triple down on their efforts to manufacture these programs against the consent of the people and uh they manufacture them faster because that's part of the design they want to overwhelm the public so they said well you, you know you, you we want you to make it feel like whack-a-mole and what should be done in principle is when we go to our legislators, our, our U.S. legislators and, and our government, and we say, we do not consent to this brand of government. We want you to stop this. It's against the Constitution, you know, to yes. institute mass surveillance against our rights, against our uh, public will, and against our, our public pocketbook, okay? They need to, to arrest all of it. But instead, they, they, they multiply, <laughs> multiply the programs and, uh, and then say, well, now you have to just live with it. And, and so that's how they kind of, they kind of will down or they kind of uh, manage to muscle in things like, a, like an x-ray machine that analyzes your private parts at the airport. That's yep. how they manage yep. to do yep. that. And so I won't fly, I have absolute objections to fly. Like I, I, it's, it's just a sticking point with me. I don't want dirty photographs taken of body when I try to go fly. And... <laughs> So I mean, we have a caller who's been trying to get in. Uh, it says it's overtake the doomerism pill. Okay, let's 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 have a talk with Young. Hey, Young, you can unmute your mic. Hello, can y'all hear? Can y'all hear me? Yes, yes, we can hear you. 
Hello, how you guys doing? I just had a couple quick questions just regarding the Great Reset. I like how you guys have essentially been connecting the fact that they essentially been using this narrative of sustainability to push these um, globalist actions like the vaccine passport. Um, I also noticed that for the World Economic Forum when they're talking about how we're going to start eating bugs, things of that nature by the year 2030. So it seems like a lot of sustainability issues that have been popping up in media that kind of connects to the Great Reset as well. I'm not sure if y'all have like additional examples of that, like how they're using this sustainability narrative to tie right. in the Great Reset. Dick, do you want to tackle that or, or shall I? Um, yeah, I mean, we can both jump in on it. Um, I think when the Great Reset was announced in June 2020, it wasn't done by Klaus Schwab. It, it was done by the Prince of Wales at that time, now our king. Now, the whole idea was to basically use COVID as a springboard for big mass global change, fast global chain, change, specifically to make it more sustainable. And and you know, more greener. Uh, and, and so if you look at the World Economic Forum, the Davos events, um, if you look at all, every single session has a um, United Nations Agenda 2030 um, SDG connected to it. Otherwise they won't ho hold these um, sessions. Everything has to go towards that agenda, but the sustainability, the, the bug eating, that's all about lowering uh, CO2 emissions and to try and get cleaner air and, you know, um, and, and, and build what they call a circular economy. So this is where we reuse a lot of our materials, you know, bio sustainability, all this sort of stuff. I mean, it all sounds very nice and fluffy, but, you know, the, the, the changes that are coming in, like, like, getting rid of, you know, cars. I mean, cars are going to go, um, you know, the combustion engine as we know it. And they're moving people towards smarter cities. And this is what it all means. When you look at the practical sides, I mean, these, I mean, say for, if you look at the practical sides, um, in, in theory, they sound really nice. This, you know, if you read the SDGs, but how they actually get there you know, that means, <laughs> it means not owning anything. <laughs> it, it means basically, yeah. you know, working from home or working through the metaverse or, you know, it, it, these are big changes that society are, are or not, not working are, and, and, uh, and then being yeah. pushed to the margins because, you know, the, the establishment finds you inconvenient or too much of a troublemaker. Go ahead. Yes. So the, the vaccine passport digital identity fits in with uh, SDG 16.9 um, to provide a unique digital identity for ev everyone in the world. And this is so that they can reach out to the 1.1 billion people who are unbanked, who haven't got an ID, who don't have a passport. So they want to bring those people into, you know, more equitable. Uh, they want to bring those people into the system, the the global system. And so no one's left behind. That's their own words. They don't want anyone to be left behind because they want everyone to be under their control, this global agenda. Yeah. And and it's like a spider's web. So, you know, you've got, that's where it's coming from. It's coming from the top, the UN, but then you've got all the other, um, any free letter company, work, you know, um, 
NGO, you, 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 you know, they're all driving this. And even at the place I work, they're, they're driving um, education 2030. So, you know, I work for an education establishment. So you know, everything, everything is, is, is going towards this hymn sheet, this, this, this blueprint and everything that, that's going on right now is connected to that. And every, every announcement that, that comes out from any Trudeau or Rishi Sunak, it's all to do with this. And I think so it seems Rishi's totalitarian. Yeah, yeah so Rishi Sunak to. got it a, seems like a, a couple of weeks. fascist state. Yeah, so he said we're going to... Rishi Sunak got up on stage and he said we're going to rewire the, the, the UK economy for net zero. So net zero basically means no emissions, you know, like zero emissions or, you know, um, basically you, you know, there's, there's a limit. And they want to cut emissions to around around 30% in London. So the city of London needs to cut their emissions by 2030 by 30%. So that's 30% of all journeys cut, gone. And the ways they're going to do that are by fining people when they drive. So that's just an example. Um, but there's multiple examples of how they're going to achieve these SDGs. And, you know, Finding people if, for legal activity. See, this is, they yes. have to make it illegal before they can do this. Um, so let me talk to you a little bit about ECLE, which is basically local governments for sustainability or simply um, ICLEI is an international non-governmental organization or an NGO. And, you know, there's a lot of people that's, again, that's banal washing. An NGO can be, you know, a, a, a nice benign nonprofit or it can be one of these absolutely hard power um, fronts for something like a narco cartel funding uh, the intrusion of, and efficacy or the advocacy for breaking down legal boundaries uh, at the border and, and letting a, a ton of people in who, you know, otherwise would have no advocates. So basically the cartels would pour a bunch of money into lawyers to go work for these NGOs uh, who donate their labor, so to speak, and uh, and then help process uh, the claims for all these asylums, um, in in part. But then other people just go run run amok uh, into into the into the place. And if you don't, if they don't like you and you don't get representation, well, then you might end up in a deportation cell. But if that doesn't happen, you're just out in the wind, which also happens. Um, but back to the NGO. The ECLA is an NGO program that actually gets tax money from the United States government and they like the UN agencies to, to fulfill their mission. And what they do is, according to Wikipedia here, which is available to everyone, is they, they provide technical consulting to local governments to meet sustainability objectives. So they are headquarters in Kaiser Friedrich Bonn, Germany, and they were started in New York, they were founded in 1990 in New York City. So um, they are an international organization and they were formerly known as the International Council for Local Environmental Initiatives. Uh, the International Association was established when more than 200 local governments from 43 countries convened at its inaugural conference, World Congress 
World Congress of Local Governments for a Sustainable Future at the United Nations. And that was 1990. So as of 2020, there are more than 1,750 cities, towns, countries, and their associations uh, in 20, 126 countries are part of the Eakley Network. Um, we had a guy on who dissented against an, an Eakley initiative here in Texas for a flood plan. Uh, he had some objection to, to their planning and, and the reach. Um, so that is an example of how the sustainability agenda will be marbled into uh, local governments because they can't execute their land plans and their land management plans without going through uh, the local government. And they can see that. So they, they want to overwhelm um, the local populace. Again, sleepy, banal policy. Uh, and playing it down, refusing to send, like, ah, oh, if you show up, we're going to escort you out of here. Like, this is the Swiss UN uh, Davos development. Or, or like, this is, um, what's the... <laughs> What's the uh, world government of oh, Bilderberg? Same as Bilderberg. You can't fly a paper plane without uh, a security clearance. Yeah, Bilderberg. <laughs> it's the Western, it's the America, US um, sort of um, secret meetings that have taken place since 1950, I believe. Um, and one of the hotels was Bilderberg. That's where they got their name from but it's yeah, yeah but... it's it's a heads of banks it's uh you know it's it's uh economic institutions it's uh, the world economic, economic forum it's davos same difference yeah yeah i think a lot of this stuff was has already been going on so you know big tech has been um gaining a stranglehold on on their own markets like you know so social media google uh facebook twitter I mean, these are big social uh, platforms, but they scrape a lot of data and they have been doing and they can they can analyze users. They can predict trends. They can they know, you know, predictive profiling on you. But this kind of stuff has been going on for a long time, you know, ever since sort of 9-11, um, you know, intelligence agencies, the CIA, um, defense and research uh, plan, you know, um, DARPA, they, they've been. Um, they've been analysing people for a long time, but it's it's always been, uh, you know, covert, um, you know, secret intelligence and you know, um, sort of data mining people and and but when COVID happened, it they kind of went over with it. They they said, okay, we're 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 tracking everyone. We're tracking everyone's phones. We're doing it in Canada and we're doing it in America and we're doing it in the United Kingdom. We're tracking how effective our lockdowns are and whether people are actually complying. And, and they did. <laughs> That's what they were doing, you know, and they, they've come out now. So, I mean, everything is about two things. It's about sustainability and it's also about surveillance. Um, and though that those two, um, um, you know, agendas are, are, are moving forward uh, incredibly quick. Um, I'm going to stick it in here with the, with the limitations of dissent. And the only way that they can do this is with the, with the implied consent of, or tacit consent of the people. Now, I'm going to read a short list of the ECLE organizations that, that um, just to prove to you that it's not really just an NGO, this is an infusion of, yep. of world government. Okay, the organization promotes the following programs for local level, local level adoption. 
and implementation as described on their website. The Rio Conventions, which contains the UN Framework Convention on Climate Change, the UN Convention on Biological Diversity, the UN Convention to Combat Desertification, Agenda 21, the Habitat Agenda, the Millennium Development Goals, and the Johannesburg Plan of Implementation. So that's in South Africa, which my friend emigrated from to to the United States from from South Africa. So this freaked him out, the Johannesburg Plan, because of how it was marbling into uh, South Africa. And then he got involved here. He's very, very activated uh, by the threat of ICLE uh, for land grabs. So it, it, it provides oversight for a compact of mayors, uh, a global coalition of city leaders founded to address climate change at the local level, um, yep. as well as acting as the focal point for local governments and municipal authorities, constituency. So it's just the authorities. It's, it's continuity of government types, and that's fire police and um, designated in case of emergency, you know, if, if the world blows up around you, who's going to be in charge type folks. And those are designated by FEMA DHS uh, in the United States. Now who, you know, other than the United States, I don't know if they have a continuity of government plan, but uh, that's how they manufacture um, against the complication of your descent and to cut your mic. So that's why it's so important right now for us to integrate and protect uh, the right of free speech because it's our last chance. We have to get in here and dissent against uh, programs that don't regard our property rights. And you could have paid into to, uh, a piece of real estate your whole life. You could have had inherited land that belongs to your ancestors that you were crafty enough to, to hang on to and you have the deed and title and, and, and uh, you still pay, you may pay taxes, but these people will snake it out from under you any way they can either. And then push you into some sort of, you know, inner city tenement because that's where they want you to reside because they need that land for whatever it is that they need that land for. And So I I think that that's kind of a dark projection, but we've seen other human populations do it in the past. Uh, (laughs) Sake, do you want to jump in here? Um, yeah, I mean, (laughs) I mean, this kind of sounds like uh, another um, NGO was sort of looking into the C40, C40, um, C for Charlie, 40 cities, C40 cities. And that's, I was doing some research around, um, so these are basically the uh, 96 member cities from all around the world and they're mayors and it's like they they have these summits and the last one was in Buenos Aires in uh, Brazil um, a couple of months ago in October and and yeah they come out with all these sorts of uh, climate amb- you know ambitions movements agendas uh, policies uh, for their own cities, um, and it's obviously to um, it's all aligned with the, the United Nations about you know reducing climate uh, pollution. So I mean, it, it, yeah, the, the, a lot of these com- a lot a lot of these um, you know sort of 
people, these companies or these NGOs are, are linked with uh, the United Nations. And it, 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 it's not surprising me, anything you've said. <laughs> so I'm going to go to the comments really quickly. Um, and then I, th I think we should wrap up. We've been here a, a, about an hour. Um, so I'm going to look down here into uh, young Teddy K for his questions. Um, you might just get debanked if you speak about them. Uh, thank you for your answer. Uh, also, Greg, uh, Greg Slam, uh, Seek for Truth. Do you agree with the Seek for Truth definition of globalist? I mean, as I said before, I'm just going to reiterate that there's an arm of the UN that is extremely libertarian and humanitarian uh, that does great and, and good service, just like the American government. But there is also an extremely and exceedingly hard power aspect to the United Nations that has, has gone really dark. And, um, <clears throat> and they're executing extranational uh, policy uh, against sovereign governments. And it's because they want, they want control. Yeah. So, so they are, well, globalists are just a, a phrase I use and a lot of people use as well. And it just refers to people like Klaus Schwab, who, and um, some of the guys at the IMF and, and the Bank of International Settlements. These are and just the Council people, of Foreign Relations. Yeah, these are just elite, just, just elite type puppets, and they're not really in control. They're just driving. They're just helping. They're just tools, really. So they, you know, they they're useful they're, idiots. They're <laughs> useful idiots. Yeah, helping to to, to change society, and, and that's what what this is about. This is about changing humanity. This is about social engineering and 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 accelerating that change. And a lot a lot of these crises they use. Whether they're um, deliberate on purpose or genuine crises, they they always try and use uh, those to try and you know further their agendas or or profit or make money or you know or gain power. So these are just like um, sort of psychopaths, really. These globalists, I, you know, they, they they they're just useful idiots. That you're you're right. They you know these are, these are the Bill Gates. I mean, Bill Gates is just you know if if you're stuck in a room with him, you, you know you. You probably wouldn't find him interesting at all. He's 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 just you know th these people are sociopaths. They they have no humanity. They have no feeling. Um, they they want to do good for the world, but you know it's just a grin on on their faces. It's just evil. <laughs> Maybe they are. I don't know. But yeah, it, it it's it's. it's I think it's, it is a power game, and it is to try and socially engineer us. Um, but they're gonna. <clears throat> When they hit, when they hit, when when they hit resistance, they back off, um, and and then they they come back again. So you know, we've, we, we this is an age old tale of good versus evil, isn't it? It's 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 always has been, and uh, yeah, I think good always wins. <laughs> and I, I think that been. there's there we're gonna have to get really creative because yeah. the conventions that they afford the public right now are being um are being turned down and if i made a complaint to my local officials here in the state of texas and said listen uh we show up to these equally uh un driven um policy uh <clears throat> that are open to the public 
They show up at local libraries promoting the events and then are astonished when anyone shows up mm. uh, and want to escort people out for objecting to their land plan. So that's something that you can talk about with your local officials. You can go if you have sustainability. And this is the other thing, the way that they play with language. Sustainability is not sustainability. There's nothing sustainable in, in ESG. Okay, it, it no. is just an, a financial sieve to to weed out the interests that are in conflict with um, with their totalitarian agenda. And I wish I didn't have to get so minimizing about that because sustainability used to be an active virtue. Like in the 90s, sustainability uh, before, but it's just something... It's just a way for the globe to take to take the reins, just like they would with a, a national international pandemic, with an international storm system, uh, a UFO invasion. You know, if if anything were like a threat to the globe, then they mm -hmm. would assume power, and that's what they want. They want to assume power, so they have to get a global construct. They have a have to get a global threat. Um, right. And, and you know about threat management and threats, uh, threat modeling. Okay. They have yeah. to have a threat in order to activate oh, yeah. their usefulness. They've, they've always had threats, you know, so we've had like, you know, the, the planes and the nine 11, and then you had seven, seven, and then you had the war in Iraq and then you had bin Laden. There's always a boogeyman, right? It keeps people on their toes. And then it was cl you know, climate, then it was COVID. Now it's climate again. And then there's always a boogeyman. And, and the, you know, that's just a distraction. And, you know, I mean, I feel sorry for people over the past two years, you know, with this whole farce of COVID, um, you know, and they got to, they ended up having vaccines and stuff, you know, and, they, and some, some people are okay, they're lucky. And some people are probably not. Um, but, you know, the amount of destruction and harms these people have caused, and, and no one's been prosecuted, and no one's been, you know, um, been brought to, to trial or anything. And so when these, when these things happen, when these flags or false flags or whatever you, or these incidents, you've got to be, you've got to, you've got to look at it. You've got to question everything and you've got to look at your own character and your own morale. And, you know, are you, are you a person that's going to go along with it all? Or are you going to say no? And I've said no from the, from the beginning of this whole yeah. 20. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm right I, I've said no. You know, and and you know, no one's gonna no one's gonna come to your house and force you to do anything. You know, and and, and I'm just surprised the amount of people who went out and got their the, the vaccines. You know, like you know, good little people. Um, but you know, the next international disaster that you could these same people do do the same things over and over again. You know, they haven't learned. Um, people haven't learned from their mistakes, or you know, maybe this has woken up some people. Maybe there's a bigger resistance now. Uh, maybe more people are, you know, waking up to the fact that, you know, um, we should be, you know, we should we should be driving the agendas. You know, localism. You know, more smaller groups. Um, you know, um, getting away from mainstream society and maybe set, you know, set, setting up parallel systems. I think everyone has a solution that can bring to the table uh, that can counter the globalists. Um, their vision and 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 their journey so you know we need we need to we need to form fast 
um, because this this stuff, I mean, it's not just COVID anymore. This stuff is in your face. This is actually yeah. the whole COVID thing has woke people up. And so now you, um, <clears throat> now the World Economic Forum, I think um, I put out an article of a couple of weeks ago, they want everyone to have a, an individual life score. So, you know, this could be a credit scoring system. It's, so this it's is a social all, credit score. It's a social credit yeah, score. And that's what yeah. BCC is all about. So, yeah, you've got the social credit score. And then a couple of weeks ago, you had, uh, well, in Nigeria, their central banks, basically, they, they, they want to get rid of crypto. The, the globalist bankers want to want to want to monitor and surveil every single transaction so they can know everything in the, the economy. And they're just nosy. And, 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 and they <laughs> they don't want you to have any privacy. Right. So no. you you're, to give away more and more and more of your privacy to these people and crypto is decentralized you know it's not quite it's not 100 percent secure but it, it's a lot better than the central bank you know monitoring everything and so nigeria have now banned uh cash withdrawals over 45 dollars so you can't even oh get your money God. out so this is th these are the tactics these um central bank wef central bankers are in you know, positions of power who can control entire economies it's and like what was that saying forced poverty they want yeah so force poverty so it's, it, it's just so they don't want you to take out the regular in era they want you to adopt the central bank digital in era so they can monitor everything that you're doing and what, and what you're buying but the the agenda is then to to see what you're buying stop you from buying things that are not sustainable so stop you from buying a car a petrol car or stop you from buying a diesel or petrol so, so we're, we're going to end up like a china but a really warped version of it where everything is controlled and surveilled and and that's not what i think most of the people don't you know they don't want that. We're not down. We're not down for that, and and we're not going to stand for it. Um, I I want to go back to the comments for just a minute. Um, we've got a few more things here, and then um, you know, I I'm going to try to wrap it up in the next couple of minutes, unless you want to keep going. Uh, no, no, fine. that's 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 okay. I've got to I've got to go and eat my uh my dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoy your chat. We can definitely do this again. Uh, you're certainly invited back here. Would 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 you guys like to see? Um, uh, seek for truth come back to the to the program you just let me know um, I probably will invite him anyway it's been a, a terrific program so I'm going to read some of these comments here the globalist elite this is from I will not comply the globalist elite know the resistance will grow imagine how small and weak the generations will be in the future with the diet the psychopaths look to in, implement in the name of net zero and it's crickets I, you know, it's so weird because I kept hearing like a little cricket in, in the in the <laughs> microphone. I kept hearing like a little cricket going, beep, beep, you know, rubbing its leg. Um, I, I think it's just a just a thing. So look at the size difference of the North Koreans versus the South Koreans. Uh, and then he put a link there to European conservative. And then he says indoctrination of the Dutch school children, which is mm. Western indoctrination. Uh, Greg Slam says fa famous anti-vaxxers who have died from COVID-19. That is absolutely something I want to see. Uh, I, I would, I, that's, that's an extremely interesting article. Um, and then North Squatch says indoctrination is not, Hey, try this, look up indoctrination. Okay. Well, we have to have a few dissenting views in here. It can't be just a, 
a chorus of of uh, doom scrolling freakouters. No. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so that's what that's what we're trying to do with Truth Talk. We're not we're okay. We're so we're, we're laying out the agendas, whether they be digital, social, or or whatever. So Truth Talk, Truth Talk UK, is now a it's basically a platform for um, writers. Um, so, I mean, before it was just myself and Toby. Now we've actually brought in the likes of Karen Hunt, Jesse Smith, um, um, and me, <laughs> Tim Hinch. Yeah, Hinchliff. So these people write fantastic um, articles on not only what's going on in the world, but also, you know, and, and document that and pull out past examples. But they also come to the table with solutions. So we there's a whole t- de- um, uh, section dedicated on what, what we can do. What, you know, how can we fight back? I mean, you don't have to necessarily write articles or, or be on Twitter. You know, you could, you know, you can make t-shirts or, you know, you could, you can do things in your local community. You know, you can, you, you know, you can, you can build bridges and that's what this is all about. Now, this is about building a team um, on, not only on Truth Talk, but on, 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 on social media platforms and, you know, getting something out there, getting a brand going. And there needs to be more resistance, you know. You know, I wish there was um, hundreds of truth talks out there. But there's some fantastic people who do do some great work um, and they are uh, closely aligned with us. So, yeah, we're going to hopefully go from strength to strength next year. Fantastic. Um, So I'm glad to be uh, an additional writer who's been adopted by the Truth Talk UK team uh, to get some of my um, additional things out, uh, especially about national ID and national identity and uh, vaccination passport uh, news as it comes of avail. Also, because I am in the strategic location of Austin, Texas, um, we'll have a beat out on things like neurotech and emerging technologies. as they come available for uh, brain implants and uh, implantable chip technologies. So um, I'm going to wrap it up with this one comment from Gregor. Really? I would have needed only guess. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Tico, I'll give you the last word. What would you like to tell the obvious before we wrap? Um, yeah, keep your optimism. <laughs> you know, don't. Um, you know, there's a lot of people who've um, come out of these past couple of years. Um, you know, sort of. Um, they've, you know, not, not kind of lost the fight, but you know that you know they've been demoralized. Don't be demoralized. You know, we, we, you know, get the spirit back. Get your fighting spirit back. Get your, you know, because what we want to do, we want, we we want, we want more power on on our side. You know, and that could be more privacy, um, you know, um, not being surveilled. So, you know, I mean, if we all work together, like the globalists work together, like they have their own NGOs and all these institutions, you know, there needs to be, you know, a fight back. And it, it doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to win, but it, it's these little small wins. And even if you take, you know, even if you wake people up, that, 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 that's, that's a big win in itself. If you write an article, if you put the information out there, you know, it sets, it's, it sets a domino effect. And, and, I, and I've seen that, and I've seen that play out in the public awareness. 
you know, and I've seen people you know, wake up to see, you know, you know, what is actually going on around here, you know, so don't lose heart, be positive, um, do whatever you can in any small way. That's my philosophy is that uh, if you don't forfeit what you can do because things are happening, you know, because that may be the, the only and last opportunity you get to make a difference on your own behalf. Also, yeah. reach out to other people who have the same objectives you are. Get stronger. Don't be alone with this stuff. Um, when it really bothers you, uh, don't be alone with it. Uh, just just get out and, and uh, do something that you like. Uh, enjoy your freedom today. Don't get prohibited by other people who want to nag you about your speech or the things that you think, you know, want to slap you with a, with a label like you're a conspiracy theorist or something. No, you have objections to a global agenda that's being leveraged on you improperly without going through you. You are the government. You are the yeah. government. I think, I think that's what we need to do. We need to counter their language with with our language you know and and we we need to amplify our voice and you know we need to i mean they'll just make up some 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 rubbish words you know you're this denier or that denier or you know conspiracy theorists no you know we're we're dealing with with real things here we have real concerns and you know um and and i think you know we we, we've got to fight that language as well yeah thank you for having me on Yes, thank you, Seek. We, we can do it again if you want. Um, but if, but I appreciate you joining us here at Colin. Um, uh, a link to the show will be made available. Uh, and don't forget to visit truthtalk.uk and subscribe to the blogs. Um, that way you can stay informed and stay abreast of all the things that were happening. Thank you uh, for joining all of my guests here. T, Gregor, Craig, sorry, Greg, Stoopy, Amanda, Hannah, North, John, and others. So we're going to end it now. Thanks for joining. Thanks for listening. Before you go, hit the subscribe button. Remember that callers are welcome. Subscribers can access unsanctioned citizen podcast archives at Substack, Automatic, iHeartRadio podcasts, and call in. Please stay in touch. We want to hear from you. Visit 